You're listening to the Millionaire's Unveiled podcast, where you'll hear the stories and interviews of everyday millionaires. We'll unveil their decisions, their strategies, and their current portfolio allocation. Now to your hosts, Clark Sheffield and Jace Mattinson. Welcome to the Millionaire's Unveiled podcast. Just wanted to start off by thanking all of our listeners. You know, this show wouldn't happen without you, and we love bringing you amazing content from all of our millionaires, but we also thank you as listeners for listening to the show and providing feedback to us. Helps us, you know, improve the show and make it better. One thing that we wanted to kind of give a little uh, detail on today is we've we've gathered some stats. Most of the millionaires that we've interviewed have been in their mid-40s on average, and a lot of them became millionaires when they were in their late 30s and early 40s. The average millionaire that we've interviewed is worth $2.9 million. The total so far up to date has been $57.9 million. We've got a couple of interesting and exciting upcoming episodes some of you have, have requested that we get some more professions or specific professions. So we've got a finance professional, a physician, a commercial banker, a professor in college, an engineer. We've also got a few aspiring millennial, millennial millionaire interviews that we'll also be featuring who are not quite millionaires, but definitely well on their way and have a lot of insight to provide and bring a lot of value to you. Also, we've had a couple listeners suggest that we implement using some rapid-fire questions. So we'll be doing that in some upcoming episodes uh, towards the uh, end of the spring here, early summer. And we're really excited for the the future of the show and the direction that we're heading. We're getting some really, really good inbound um, interviews for people that want to be on the show. And once again, if you're one of those and you want to be on the show, just send us an email, millionairesunveiled at gmail.com, and uh, we can get you uh, in and get on the show. And then also, if you just want to connect with us, send us an email or, or, you know, ask us a question on Facebook. We're happy to respond. We're happy to reach out. You don't have to be a millionaire just to reach out. We're happy uh, to connect. So we just wanted to spend a little time reiterating why we started this show. You know, a lot of people have reached out thanking us and we're hoping to continue to grow the podcast and continue to help people. And one of the reasons we started it as first because we couldn't find the data that we feel that this show is providing. We couldn't find the detail on how millionaires invest, on how these people that have been financially successful, where they're putting their money. You know, when did they start? How much are they making exactly? How are they allocating their investments? How has that allocation changed? And so that's what we're trying to achieve here. And then to do it with everyday people. You know, we don't really want to hit the billionaires, although it'd be interesting, but we're trying to find people, you know, millionaire next door type or people that have have really built it up from nothing and have been able to say, hey, here's what I did and this is the strategy that I've taken. So that's the goal of this podcast. We also wanted to share a little bit about us. A lot of people have reached out and and, and asked to hear more about us. And so this is Clark. I'm talking. Uh, I grew up in Chicago. And then I, I lived in Utah for a couple of years, went to school out there, did a master's at Notre Dame, and now currently live in New York. And besides doing the podcast and, and some of the real estate stuff that we do, I ski when I can get out west and also play basketball and some other sports. So involved in a little bit of that. Um, as far as investing, I kind of have followed what a lot of our listeners have done, but kind of pulled from uh, various different things. So I'm invested in a couple real estate syndications. 
Also have an HSA. Both my wife and I are in, in our, you know, invest in our Roths each year. And I also had some money in traditional account, but have decided to kind of pull that out and and focus more on on Roth investments and real estate. So that's my plan going forward, and I don't really see that changing anytime soon. Of course, working to get multiple streams of income is a goal, as has been done by many of our by uh, many of our interviewees. And this is Jace. One thing uh, Clark didn't mention is that we are both CPAs and we both studied accounting in undergrad and we both started our careers at big four accounting firms. And I, like Clark, also like to ski. When I get out west, I located in Texas. I spend a lot of time riding my bike, so if you're on Strava and want to follow, go ahead. Travel a lot, like playing basketball, a little bit of golf, going out to the lake and boating and, and playing some tennis. As far as investments go, you know, I've, ever since I've started working, kind of been, uh, you know, investing in the 401k, Roth, maxing those out, HSA. I've really been investing since I was a teenager. I've got some small business investments, investments in, in real estate and real estate syndications. I kind of have taken a, an approach of the three-legged stool where I want to kind of have my money allocated between small business, real estate, and then some of the equity markets and, and hopefully provide, you know, cash flow from those three buckets that, that far outweighs my, my expenses someday. So we also wanted to talk about some, uh, a little bit more detail about some of the investing opportunities. So Jason, I back it up a little bit here. Jason and I uh, first met in college and then we both were doing an internship in Dallas together and that's kind of where we grew close and got to know each other and, and decided that we share our passion for for investing and for personal finance. And then we've maintained that friendship. friendship. And so, you know, more recently, we've been working in real estate and, of course, on this podcast together. So both of us have invested a lot of time uh, and some money into, into this Millionaires Unveiled and also into uh, real estate opportunities. So we have a lot of open real estate investment opportunities. Um, a lot of it's in the Northeast and then some in the South. And we're partnering with a guy that's that's been working for over 15 years, uh, has a current port value, portfolio value of close to 400 million and owns about 30 plus properties. So he's been extremely successful. IRRs have been in the high teens and in the 20s. And we have over 100 investors so far. So it continues to grow. We continue to invest in new buildings. It continues to be successful. Uh, and it has a long, a long track record of success. So if you're ever interested in hearing about more, you know, no pressure at all. Feel free to just shoot us an email or, or message us. And we're happy to jump on a call and explain what we're doing. Um, so that's for, uh, for accredited investors. But happy to, of course, talk to anybody. For those of you who have, have reached out already, we appreciate you, and we've had several conversations with you, and, and we look forward to continuing those relationships with you. One thing, too, that we uh, we haven't mentioned yet is we have been in the works working on what we are calling preliminarily a millionaire scorecard, where you'll be able to to put in a all your inputs of your, your net worth, your assets, your liabilities, and cash flow, and get a score uh, based upon that compared to some of your peers and compared to some metrics that, that we've put together that are pretty unique and pretty pretty cool. It's going to be a proprietary uh, millionaire scorecard is what we're calling it right now, and we're really excited about that. So look look forward to that come mid to, to late summer when that will be finished. All right, so we wanted to do something today to kind of go back and, and review some of the episodes and episode highlights that we've had in the past. 
And we'll start with uh, episode 15 with Ern, who has since come out and, and revealed his identity. He's a German immigrant. And he's 43 years old, and, and Ern stands six foot six tall, which I would have never guessed talking to him on on the podcast. And his net worth is has been um, around 3.1, depending on where the market's going. I think most recently he's been up to 3.4. He's got a lot in retirement and non-retirement accounts. puts about 90% in the S&P index fund and his equities. He did reveal that he wanted a little bit more in international on our on our episode. He's got some deferred comp, which is pretty unique for some of those of you that might be in that situation and what to do with that. And his best advice was to just start young. You know, he's he uh, got a PhD and a master's here in the United States, and uh, started out in academia, and then ended up working on Wall Street. And he has announced that he will be leaving his job and in. in heading into full-time retirement in June of 2018. So it was a real treat for us to have Earn on the show right before he announced who he was and revealed who he was and announced his retirement. And I'm looking forward to uh, continuing conversations with him in the future. Next one we had, episode 16, was Justin. And Justin is 37. And one thing unique about him is he retired at the age of 33 from civil engineering basically graduated college and took 10 years of working and saving. I think he, his wife and his income tapped out at $140,000, started around the $50,000 mark. And he retired with just over a million, and now he currently has just over $2 million. And he puts 95% of his money in passive index funds. He splits it 50-50 between U.S. and international Vanguard is one of his favorite uh, companies to utilize. And then within those funds, he kind of goes and breaks it down into 10% buckets um, in, in the U.S. and international. It's a real treat to have Justin. He's got a real successful uh, blog as well. The next episode we had was Corey, and Corey's in his 50s. That was episode 17. And Corey spent most of his career as a financial planner, and more recently gotten pretty involved in real estate and his net worth is 2.7 million he's got 90 percent of that in real estate and he has 120 total units and most of those are small properties anywhere between uh, two units and 13 units and he's got 10 percent of his money in cash which has been interesting that you know we've been tracking all this data amongst all these millionaires and we've kind of found that there's for most of them there's a sweet spot between about eight and twelve percent that they like to keep which is pretty consistent with a lot of studies that have been out there in terms of what the average individual and millionaire keep in cash it's been around that eight to twelve percent mark and Corey, one thing that's unique about him with with all these 120 units is he self-manages all of them uses technology and utilizes uh, technology to to self-manage all of his properties. Episode 18, we had Michael, and Michael's in his late 30s. He started an IT business and sold it, and his net worth currently is at $2.1 million. He ended up retiring at 36 and has kind of been investing in the markets as well as some real estate. Most of his real estate is in, in California with one property in Las Vegas. He's got about $625,000 in index funds, and he just continues to 
to plug and chug and as he's retired right now. Episode 19, we had Eric, the no-nonsense landlord, and Eric was a treat. His net worth is sitting at $5.1 million. He's got about 25 doors right now. He told us he's got five fourplexes and two duplexes and a couple single-family homes. And one that he's actually in the middle of rehabbing and, and trying to flip. And for most of his life, he worked a W-2 job in IT and, and invested in all of his retirement accounts. And so he's sitting right now at about 50% real estate and 50% in the stock market. And over the years, he has had a pretty aggressive savings rate. You know, he initially told us that he would be lucky and was going to be happy if he could save $1,000 when he was in his younger years. And that quickly increased to over 50% of the money that he was making. He was saving to, to now, in the last few years to where he was, he was living solely off of his real estate income and was banking and saving and investing everything that he was making from his real job. So that's the the interview or the uh, recap on the on the first five interviews since our last recap, kind of discussing these 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 millionaires. All these were are you know pretty consistent with some of the ones we had in the first ten episodes. And once again, most of these uh, these millionaires are are pretty open with their investments, investing in real estate and in the market. And Clark's going to discuss a little bit now about the the next ones. So starting with episode 20, we had the episode we called Physician with a Three-Trick Investment Pony. And he kind of used that term in the episode. And those three different uh, index funds, let's call them, that he, that he invested in was, was one, the Total Stock Market Index Fund, two, the Total uh, International Index Fund, and three was the U.S. Bond Index Fund. So he's 40% in international or excuse me, 40% in U.S. equities, 30% in international, and 30% in the U.S. bond index fund. And he was a radiologist. He was 38 years old, and he's been out of residency for about six years. And one thing that I really enjoyed about his episode was how direct and blunt he was with his salary. He told us that during residency, he was making about 45000 and then peaked at 60000 He was in residency for six years. And then his first job out of residency, he started at three hundred and fifty thousand, and he's currently at about three hundred and seventy-five thousand. So he talks about how his savings rate has changed, how his investing has changed since he's had such a you know huge increase in in uh, income. He also has let's see six hundred and k in in traditional retirement accounts with Fidelity, about one hundred and fifty k in Roth IRAs, in Vanguard Investments he has one point four million. And he has a primary residence, a paid-for house of $350 million. So that was interesting to hear from, from a doctor. And his wife is actually a physician as well. 21 was Phi Guy and Phi Girl. So financial independence, guy and girl. Both of them work in tech with a combined income of about two hundred and fifty k. And one quote that really stood out to me, I really listened to this episode and, and, and he said, we make over 250k as a couple, but we're spending like we did 15 years ago. Our savings rate has been consistent at about 75%, and we spend about 40k per year. And so it just go to sh- goes to show, you know, what can happen when investing is high and savings rate is high and spending is low. And they've really been able to jumpstart their financial independence. They have a current net worth of 2.2 million. 
and they plan to retire in about two to three years and travel the world. They want to sell their house. They want to sell their cars. They want to sell everything they have and then just live off their passive income. They talked about how buying a house was their biggest financial mistake. And they said, well, we paid in cash. And if we would have taken the $400,000 that we put down on the house then and invested it, we have a lot more than we do today. Sure, the house has gone up in value a little bit, but not enough as if they would have just put it in the market. Their first million took 10 years. It took them 10 years to hit their first million, and they hit their second million three years later. They also offered some great advice. They said, track your expenses, max out your 401k, freeze your spending. When you get a when you get a raise, don't spend more. Make sure to save, make sure to keep investing, just keep piling on. 23 was the green swan, JW. He was he's 32 years old and has a net worth of 1.5 million. And he is 100% invested in the stock market. He it's mainly in uh, three things again. So similar to the to the three trick investment pony. He's he's uh, one is his S and P 500 index fund. Two is a small cap index fund, and three is an international index fund. In his Roth IRA, he has about 300k. In his traditional 401k, he has 650k, and he's also put about 325,000 in a small business. So this was a little bit different than most of our other interviews. We haven't interviewed a lot of people that had a small business. We had an earlier episode where the gentleman had a tech business, um, an IT support business, but you know this is a little different. A lot of people are just invested in real estate in the markets, and he's chosen to spend a significant portion you know, about 20% or so into this small business. And so we talked about that small business, how it got started, how he he's working with his brothers and how it's been to maintain a good relationship while working with his family. He also shared his net worth goal of about 3 million and thinks he can reach that in about five years. Episode 24 is an attorney named David with a current net worth of 1.6 million. He and his wife are both actually government attorneys and they work in, in uh, criminal law. In real estate, he has about 500000 In 401k and 457b accounts, he has about 500k. IRA, 75k or so. And he also has 3% with precious in, in precious metals. So that's why we call the episode Attorney with Precious Metals. He's looking to get more into rental properties. And he, he wants to make sure he chooses the right one so his wife doesn't get mad and then he doesn't have another chance. <laughs> Uh, he also talks about some of the mistakes he made. He said, "He said, quote, I found out a little late that I should have been paying more attention to all this stuff, talking about the financial things. So we got started a little bit later. And it's interesting, 10 years ago, David had a net worth of $75,000. So he's grown his net worth by almost $1.5 million or over $1.5 million in just 10 years. He says, I didn't win the lottery. It was just a steady buildup. He also talked about how initially he hired a financial advisor and went in and after 10 minutes with meeting this financial financial advisor, he thought, well, geez, I can do you know, just as good a job, if not better. I know as much as this guy. And he's never used a financial advisor since. And lastly, we have Edna. She's one of our top, uh, our highest net worth. We interviewed the White Coat Investor at $6.5 million, and she's also at $6.5 million. And we called her episode, It's Never Too Late to Start. She opened up a little bit about her story. She was a teen mom. She never went to college. And she just started out of high school earning minimum wage. She worked her way up to be a secretary, then as an accounting clerk, and then as an office manager. 
And she says in the episode that she didn't make more than minimum wage before she was 30 years old. So she had a huge mindset mindset change to just going from minimum wage to 6.5 million in about 15 or 20 years. She's mainly primarily invested in real estate. Mainly everything's in in real estate. She lives in Canada. And she talks about getting started in real estate, attending classes, attending seminars, reading books, doing things that would help educate her on where she wanted to be. She went to one of Robert Kiyosaki's class. And now she has a current portfolio of 473 doors, about 60 million, with her biggest apartment complex being 144 units. So that's kind of the recap on the last 10 episodes. We think it's kind of good to go through and re-listen to them and kind of take out the big messages and just to pull out overall things, once you start listening to a lot of these episodes, you, you start noticing some of the similarities in how some of these millionaires invest and also some of the differences. And it's you know informative to us and I think all of you to, to go through and, and, and see the differences and the similarities. And you can find someone you relate to. And so, again, that's the goal of this podcast is to open up these millionaires' portfolios, to tell us about their strategies, to tell us about how they allocate their money. And so that we can be financially successful uh, like them. Thanks for listening to the Millionaire's Unveiled podcast with Clark Sheffield and Chase Mattinson. For more stories, investment opportunities, and information, check out our website at millionairesunveiled.com. See you next time when you'll hear from another everyday millionaire.